Welcome to the Cryptocurrency Teens podcast, a podcast aimed to educate teens on cryptocurrency and financial literacy. Each episode features thought leaders in the crypto and blockchain industry or inspiring entrepreneurs from the business world who share their career journeys and words of wisdom for teenagers. I'm Abigail Lee, the host of this podcast series, the founder of CryptocurrencyTeens.com and a junior in high school from New York City. For this episode, I'm excited to interview Zoe Kazakov, Global Marketing Lead and Podcast Host at Win, Women in Innovation and Vice President, Product Manager at Citibank and Googleplex. By day, Zoya Kazakov is a VP Product Manager at Citi, working on Google Pay with Cityplex, a co-branded banking experience. By night, she is part-time faculty at Columbia University in BrainStation and a nonprofit organization leader. She's global marketing lead at Win, Women in Innovation, founder of the Kazako Foundation, and an advisor to multiple nonprofits and startups. In tandem with changing the conversation around innovation, Zoe is a founder of and hosts the Win-Win Women in Innovation podcast, which features senior women innovators from companies such as PepsiCo, Oracle, Google, ENY, Pantone, Omnicom, IDEO, and others. Prior to City, Zoe led the strategy and product marketing at Yup, a crypto social network, spent two years creating digital advertising campaigns for brands such as Cartier, Chanel, ENY, Tiffany & Co., and Paravel. She was also a chief of staff in the Israeli intelligence special operations. Zoya, I see that you are the global marketing lead and podcast host at Win Women in Innovation, as well as the VP, product manager at Cityplex. Can you tell us a little bit more about both of your roles? Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast, Abigail. I've had quite a winded road to my two current roles, uh, one being the podcast host of Win Win Women in Innovation, the podcast that I run that features women who are innovating in startups, in innovation consultancies, as well as in innovation departments of Fortune 500 companies. I'm also a product manager at Citibank. I'm on the partnerships team. So I develop different banking and payment solutions for various partners that we have. And currently the product that I'm working on is, as you mentioned, Cityplex. So as a product manager, I really collaborate with all the different stakeholders across the organization, uh, whether that's the design team, whether that's the marketing team, whether it's compliance and risk management, to really ensure that the product that we are releasing really solves for different consumer problems and is really the best representation of both Google and City, which are the two partners on this product. As far as my role uh, with the podcast, I started the podcast about a year ago and I was finishing up my master's degree at Columbia University and I was having, you know, really tough time finding a job after graduating. And the reason was because I actually had multiple offers rescinded as the pandemic broke out. So I thought about how I can get creative and, and what I'm really curious. And so I turned to the women that had really succeeded in this industry and decided to ask them all the questions around career, what it means to work in innovation, and the role that gender has had in their lives. And so I really love wearing kind of multiple hats throughout my day. It keeps me inspired. And I feel like I pull, you know, knowledge from the women that I speak to every day into my job at City. And then I pull all of the challenges um, that I'm working on at City to kind of ask my guests on the podcast. So it's a really, really great combination for me. Yeah, I'm really interested in learning more about your podcast. Can you tell us a little bit more about your Win-Win Women and Innovation podcast? How did it come about? And how did you find the women leaders interview for your podcast? Yeah, so as I mentioned, I, you know, I started the podcast last year 
here. And it really came from a problem that I was trying to solve for myself. And I think, you know, something that I've learned through at my career trajectory, um, you know, doing my undergraduate degree at Parsons School of Design and uh, Strategic Design and Business Management, um, and also having, you know, the career experience that I've had that I'm sure we'll touch on in a little What I learned is that the best kind of product or service comes from solving a true human need or a problem. And like I said, for me, that that was at the time career guidance in this very, what felt like a very niche industry. And I felt like if I was having all these questions about the innovation industry, I'm sure other people would. And so I had no experience in, you know, content creation or podcasting. My background was primarily in digital advertising and strategy. And so I honestly just like Googled how to start a podcast. I spoke to my friend, Michelle Akadanor, who is the founder and CEO of the Pierce Project, a podcasting branding agency and production company. And I honestly leaned in and was very honest with a lot of people and said, you know, like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm figuring it out. Are you willing to help? Are you willing to come on the podcast? And honestly, pretty much every woman that I emailed said yes to coming on the podcast from pretty much day one. And I think to me, it really kind of further confirmed this product market fit that there really is a need for this kind of podcast or product out in the market. So when Women in Innovation sounds like an amazing organization for women, what's the minimum age needed to join? I wouldn't say that there's a minimum age. Um, I can share a little bit about kind of the offerings that we have. And I think different offerings can be useful for different people in their career trajectory. So for example, something that we have is a fellowship and the fellowship is basically kind of like an internship in the sense that you get experience to work within the organization. Uh, But really you get a chance to learn and interact with some of the most senior impressive women in the space. And you get to join the organization in that sense. And that's really for people who are really starting out their career. So I would say if you're, you know, graduating high school or starting college, I think that that would be a good place to start. I mean, if you are a bit younger and still in high school, I would still encourage you to reach out because we do have a variety of different roles. And so, you know, you never know. I think it's just depending on the organization and the need. Otherwise, we also have monthly programming um, across our chapters in New York, San Francisco, and London. They're currently all virtual. And those anyone at any age can join. And there we talk about gender and innovation. We teach really tangible skills. Uh, For example, an example of a programming we would have could be you know, crypto and gender, right? So we could talk about the role of cryptocurrency in progressing more women in tech and STEM as a whole. Uh, We could just be explaining how cryptocurrency works. So I think it just really depends uh, on what your interests are, but there's no minimum age to join that programming. And then we also have really programming for really senior women. So we have something called Win Relay, which is for women with 12 to 15 years of experience. So it really does range. And that's kind of the idea. We think that you can be an innovator at any age, at any stage in your career. And we just hope to give you the tools in order to pursue innovation as a career. Right. I'll definitely leave a link in the podcast description for our listeners to check out. Can you tell us a little bit more about your career journey? What was it like? How did you get to where you are today at City? And what would you like to say to those who are considering getting into product management? I honestly had no idea that I would end up in either product or at city. And so, you know, the first thing I'd say is 
really be open to the opportunities that come your way and knowing that your trajectory will change and not just because you change your mind, but because there are outside circumstances and, you know, opportunities that may drop into your lap. I started my career, as I said, as a chief of staff in the Israeli intelligence and special operations. And I loved looking at the big picture and problem solving. So I really wanted to do strategy, which is why I did my undergrad at Parsons in strategic design and business management. At the time, I was really excited about luxury fashion, and I felt like it was an industry that really had so much going for it as far as the ability to emotionally connect with its customers. But I felt like there was not a lot of digitization. And so I spent a few years working in luxury fashion, and I realized that there was actually a need for digitizing the product itself and and kind of the entire ecosystem of luxury fashion. And I felt like that um, that I couldn't really do it from the inside. So I switched into digital advertising and marketing. Um, and then when I got into digital advertising and marketing, I still felt like I didn't have as much influence over the product itself. And so I started my master's at Columbia in order to kind of explore going into the innovation industry. And when I was at Columbia, I actually joined blockchain at Columbia, which is Columbia's blockchain uh, club. And there I really learned about crypto truly for the first time. I mean, I'd obviously heard about it, but I was exposed to some of the most brilliant minds in crypto and really understanding what sorts of crypto companies there are and what the use cases are and the challenges. And uh, the president of the blockchain club near Kavasa actually invited me to come on and join his cryptocurrency social network company called Yup. And that was really how I was exposed to product, figuring out what product market fit. I got to take part in the Envision Accelerator, which is an accelerator for diverse founders. And I really got to learn, you know, everything that it takes to upstand a cryptocurrency company. And that was really how I understood that product is the industry that I wanted to be in. And as I finished up my master's degree at Columbia and my one year kind of contract tenure with Yup, I decided to go learn from a much larger organization. Uh, so then I could eventually hopefully end up in some sort of startup space um, because I think that it's really important to kind of earn your stripes and learn from the best in the industry. So that's kind of how I ended up at City. And I would say if you're considering getting into product management, really become familiar with the tech industry. If you can gain some of those technical skills, whether that's knowledge of crypto or you know basic programming, I think it's really, really important to have a passion and demonstrate that passion. Um, and then I also think that say yes to as many opportunities as you can, because uh, it is a very competitive industry. So I think it's important to keep an open mind and just keep on working at it because it took me quite a few twists and turns to get into product, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Our target audience are teens around the world who are interested in cryptocurrency or blockchain. So could you share some of your thoughts about financial wellness and discuss how cryptocurrency plays a role in that? Yeah, so as a whole, I think it's really important to be aware of your financial status, what your gaps are, what your strengths are. I think especially women tend to kind of not uh, invest, to not be aware of their financial situations. And I think it's definitely very challenging to kind of grow as a professional, you know, and have gender equity if you are not aware of your financial situation and if you're not actively 
working to grow your wealth and have your finances in order. And so, you know, to me, cryptocurrency is definitely a part of the financial spectrum and the financial ecosystem. And while, of course, there's a lot more associated risk with cryptocurrency, I think the more you can learn about it, the more you can see it as an alternate investment and then, you know, set aside whatever sum of money feels comfortable for you and your investing strategy and your risk levels. And, you know, that's up for you and your financial uh, advisor to discuss and decide or your parents if you're if you're younger. But I would say to me, cryptocurrency is not going anywhere. It's such a fundamental part of the financial services industry. And it's just such a fascinating technology that I think is going to have so many use cases and already has so many use cases. So I would say definitely learn as much as you can. Again, I learned about crypto by joining the Blockchain at Columbia club. So if there's any clubs that you can join online or at your school or at your university, definitely do that. I can also say that the people who work in cryptocurrency and blockchain are really, really passionate people. So if you can you know, reach out to them on LinkedIn and have conversations with them. If you can tune into this podcast, I think you're going to learn a lot about a space that is so growing and blooming. And so I would say that everyone should be aware of cryptocurrency and just figure out what role it plays in your financial wellness and in your, uh, you know, investment strategy, if that's something that you are considering. So do you have any other career advice or words of wisdom that you would like to share? Yeah, absolutely. You know, when I started my career, I kind of chased the wrong things. And what I mean by that is I was really concerned about things like title or salary or, you know, sticking with something that I'd been doing already. And I think that that was a really uh, wrong way of looking at your career. I would say that as you're starting out your career, even in the middle of your career, the lens that you should really go into is what will this teach me? How can I grow from it? And how will it feed into maybe just the next thing I want to do and not this 10-year plan that, you know, is is up for change so many times. And so, you know, I uh, I took opportunities that honestly, a lot of people were confused by, I mean, even when I went into crypto, people were really confused how I went from fashion to cryptocurrency. But I can say that trying new things and going to the places where I could learn the most and grow the most was actually what enabled me to, you know, fast track my career and get to where I am today. And so I would really encourage everybody to kind of say yes as much as possible to opportunities that come your way, but especially look at opportunities from the lens of, learning, curiosity, and, and kind of growth rather than some of the more superficial or traditional ways that a lot of people view their career, because I promise you it will pay off in the long term. And then the other quick thing is, especially as you're a student or you're a teen, people are open to talking to you because they realize that you are in this learning and growth stage. So I can say, I've never said no to a student who's reached out to chatting to me. So get on LinkedIn, figure out what you're interested in and, you know, email people and ask them to have a conversation. Cause I promise you, you just need one yes to really get to that career breakthrough. Zoya, on behalf of cryptocurrency teens and our listeners, I would like to thank you so, so much for sharing your experiences, suggestions, and advice. Thank you for joining us on this episode. Thanks so much for having me, Abby.
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Cryptocurrency Teens podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe on your favorite podcast app and visit the CryptocurrencyTeens.com website to find extra resources and info. See you soon. Disclaimer, the views, information, or opinions expressed during this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of cryptocurrency teams and its staff. Second disclaimer is that this is not financial advice. The information contained in this podcast is not intended as and shall not be understood or construed as financial advice. In general, the advice offered by our guests should be general advice about the cryptocurrency industry or the blockchain industry and not specific investment advice.